I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about President Woodrow Wilson's 14 points. So grab your self-determination. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am once again Lizzie Stewart. And I am still Arden Walentowski. And what can I say? Today, today, this morning, we're talking about one of my greatest arch nemesis in this life. <laughs> I like when I think of who my enemies are. <laughs> this is top list, top of the top, list. Top 3. Mm-hmm. Top 3. I I would be open. Like I'm I'm curious to hear from a Woodrow Wilson fanatic what the pros are of Woodrow Wilson. Like if can you, you name fan- pros? Like like gen- genuinely I'm asking. I mean, I think he had a nice ensemble. 
He seems to be like what well- he wore. Yes, he seems to be sure. a well dressed man. Um, I like his hat. I think he wore some good hats. Mm-hmm. Um, he did love his first wife who died. He did love his first wife who died. We, lo- we love to see a man who loves his wife. Mm-hmm. I think probably he had good intentions. Sure. Even though sometimes, oftentimes, the repercussions of his actions or inactions were drastic. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you're right. I feel like he he wanted so desperately just to have peace on earth. Yeah. Just peace on earth. Like that was mm-hmm. his whole thing. Wasn't a megalomaniac in the way that we've seen some presidents be. Right. I think I think what just grinds my gears is the naivete that mm-hmm. surrounds I think that pursuit. Yes. You know, I'm like, yes. I, I want peace. I right, want right, peace. Right, right. However, I also will get my hands dirty if people aren't being peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> if you aren't being peaceful enough, Lizzie will fuck your shit up. I will. I will. To get knock you to be heads. fucking peaceful. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I, I think that's what it is. is I feel like I feel like I feel yeah. from him and I felt from him. And again, if you have positive things to say about Woodrow Wilson, I I want to understand. I yeah. desperately want to understand. So let me know. Right, right, right. But I, right now I feel as though I'm just always up against this feeling of, my guy, you just like, you're, 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 you're living in blissful ignorance, like blinders mm-hmm. on. That's what I felt about Woodrow Wilson. Blinders are on. Yes. So we're going to spend this episode talking about him and and this this thing that he did. <laughs> which again, is it about his 14 speech, points? Which isn't which isn't a bad like it's a good like I understand this is a good thing. Yes. Yes. But I'm just also like I roll Woodrow. Like of course, of course like one of the most significant things you did in your presidency was a speech you gave. <laughs> well, you I guess you can't you can't have a in these days, in order to have a plan and tell people about a plan, mm-hmm. your hopes and dreams and desires, it had mm-hmm. to be in the form of a speech. Of course. We did not have the tweet box. So Yeah. You know. I'm all about giving good speeches. I think yes. we've had we've seen many a good speech, but it's yes. it's I think there have been other things as well. Sure. You know, sure. Sure. Like like JFK, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That plus Cuban Missile Crisis. You know what I mean? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Like, there's things that go with it. Right. Where's Woodrow Wilson? I'm like, 14 points, great speech. And? And? What did you do? What did you do? What else? What's the actionable thing that we're like, you know what? You know where we can point to this great thing moment in history? We can point directly to Woodrow Wilson. I can't think of a single thing. I think. And neither can you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, No. No. uh, Normally, I'm sorry, guys. Normally we talk about something unrelated, but... Arden, Arden decided that she would throw me an episode about my greatest nemesis in this life. So this is all I can think of and talk about. And you know what? That's fair. 
I threw, I threw this at you and we're going to talk about it for 45 minutes. Give or take. So Give get all take. of your energies out. The coffee's going to hit. frustrations out. The coffee's going to hit. We're not, both of us are on our first cup. So buckle up, buttercups. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. You know what I'm going to try to do? This is what I'm going to try to see how long I can remain impartial. Oh, I I give it a minute. Well, let's see. We'll see. see. I'm going to try. I'm going to try because that's what a good, what do you call it? Um, Historian. I'm not a historian. But that's what a good historian does is, you know, there's an impartiality. Impartiality? Sure, Sure. 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 In in telling what happened, like we're going to tell you what happened so you can decide how you feel. And I'm going to try to hold on as long as I can before I get mad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody's everybody's tired of hearing how mad I am with Woodrow Wilson. So I'm going to shake it up. I'm going to shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake After it up. I just spent, what is it? Five minutes bashing him. Impartiality starts now. <laughs> starts now. It's right starts now. now. So before we jump into this episode about President Woodrow Wilson's 14 points, do you want to tell us about the sources? Sure, I would love Mm. to. So we've got two heavy hitters. Yep. We've got the National Archives, a couple of links to the National Archives. I want to live in the National Archives. I I want to live there. I want to work there. How do I get in? I I love the National Archives. I imagine it to be... In my mind, I imagine yeah. it to be like a library in Hogwarts. I was literally about to say the same thing. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, yes. I know. In like reality, soft that's stone not... everywhere. Yes, it just yes. and like dark and homey mm-hmm. and creepy and lovely. There's a fireplace the size of me. Exactly, tattered yeah. books, like yes. frayed Parchment. edges, parchments, parchments, parchments all around. Yeah. In reality, I know that's not what it is because no. it's a government building. Yeah, and it's I hope like, it's actually like well ventilated, well sealed. Right, right, There's right, no right, fireplaces. Right, right, right. And <laughs> and I know that like a lot of the stuff that's on the National Archives website, like I think just lives on the website, not. Yeah. You know, like it's a lot of narrative to tell yeah. you about the, you know, to tell you the stories of things. So I know that it's not what I imagine it to be in the Library of Hogwarts, but one one can live in ignorant bliss. One can live in ignorant bliss, and that's what we'll do. That's what we'll that's do. That's what we'll do. So we've got some information from the National Archives and mm-hmm. from history.com. Obsessed. Obsessed are two pillars. We're ready to rock and roll. Good vibes surrounding Woodrow Wilson. So before we get into the 14-point speech, let's just give a little bit of background so we know where we're coming from. So the 14-point speech of Woodrow Wilson was an address delivered before a joint meeting of Congress on January 8th, 1918, during which Wilson outlined his vision for a stable, long-lasting peace in Europe, the Americas, and the rest of the world following World War One. Cool. Cool. Got it. Keeping my thoughts to myself and continuing on. Wilson's proposal called for the victorious allies to set unselfish peace terms with the vanquished central powers of World War I, including freedom of the seas, the restoration of territories conquered during the war, 
and the right to national self-determination in such contentious regions as the Balkans. Okay, so let me say something positive about this. Like, (laughs) here we go. Here we go. Take a stab. I see lots I, yeah. of positive things. There's, there's I see lots things, of right? positive things. I, he's he's basically like, look, we we won, and that's great. Yeah. However, we should not um, use this win to uh, grab what is not ours. We should not use this win to to line our own pockets with metaphorical riches and and rights right. and and privileges, etc. We should basically restore everything as it was. Give every everybody should give back what they took, and we should go on their merry way. Right. Which I'm, which in theory, I'm like for sure, for sure. I probably, I probably would say the same thing. It's like y'all. I feel like in in the past when we have pillaged and plundered, or countries have pillaged and plundered, they've taken over, they've gone, and they've you know taken everything from a country and killed people it didn't turn out great most times because nobody wants to be the victim of that so basically he's saying don't do that don't do that let's give the countries back their dignity as much as we can Mm -hmm. as a conquered power Mm -hmm. you know like and and let's let's set them on their merry way let's start the slate clean yeah 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 yes I think the the biggest concern I have, and and again, and it's the concern I have is because I have knowledge of what happens after World War One. It's called World War Two. Sure. And I think that this approach, not necessarily the the like, you know, don't take what is not yours, give back what you took. That's that sort of thing. I think that's all well and good, but mm-hmm. I think that there is. And we'll see in this sort of like overall arching statement. It's like for sure. But also we have to remember that the uh, central powers, like what are the repercussions for sort of leading us all into a global war? Right, 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 right. You know, like, like, yes, yes. Let's be, uh, let's be unselfish in our peace talks. But also how are we going to reprimand these countries for sort of leading us all into a mm-hmm. war that killed hundreds of thousands of people. Right. And sunk the Lusitania. Which, if you haven't listened to our episode on that, you have to go listen to our episode on the sinking of the Lusitania. Period. <laughs> <laughs> it's homework. It's homework. It's homework. So that's where I'm at right now. Okay, I'm, at right now. I'm like, I'm like, cool. Okay. That's a status check. Status check status on deck. like this overarching love the themes, but like a little cautious, a little sure. cautious about how sort of um, ethereal this speech sounds so far. Okay, well let's let's talk about the speech. Let's okay. get into it. In his speech, Wilson itemized fourteen strategies to ensure national security and world peace. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot for a speech. To I do. was just—it was on the tip of my Sounds tongue. I was like, like a hefty loft for a speech. I can't wait to find out. And of course, of course, we're going to go through every single uh, point. I can't wait to see where we could have consolidated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is going to remind is... me of our Articles of Confederation episode. Two, I think it was two part episode that we did. Many oh, moons we couldn't ago. do it in one. No, yes. And we went through every single article. That's where we discovered. All of the fear of pirates 
for this uh-huh. new nation that we had. And fear um, of periods and punctuation, just so, run-on sentences. So bad, so bad. So bad, so bad. So I'm like, curious to see how this yes. stacks up to that. Great. Let's let's see. Several points addressed specific territorial issues in Europe, but the most significant sections set the tone for post-war American diplomacy and the ideals that would form the backbone of U.S. foreign policy as the nation achieved superpower status in the early 20th century. So mm-hmm. I give it to Wilson in trying to like take ownership of this new role and structure American diplomacy in a shifting dynamic with other world powers. Like that yeah. That is a hef- that is a big job. It is it's a, a big, big job. job. It's a big it's a you know what it's a big job. However, you are the president of the United States. What else are you supposed to do other than the big jobs? Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. This is me. This is me being impartial. (laughs) I'm still still impartial. You're working really hard. You're working really hard at it. I thought that was was incredibly kind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is a big job. It's a big job. And... I think I think we're we're going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson could foresee that international relations would only become more important to American security and global commerce. He advocated for equal trade conditions, arms reductions, and national sovereignty for former colonies of Europe's weakening empires. Completely which great. I think great. Great. And I th- and he's got this whole like, you know, I forget what it's like national like, um, not national destination. What are the words I'm trying to think of? Like, like you know, so- like sovereign nations driving their own direction. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, another thing that's good in theory until you get a Hitler and you're like, this is not a national direction that anybody sure. should be abiding. Sure. I'll say, I'll say two things in, in defense of Woodrow Wilson, which I never thought I would say. Number oh, one. Oh, Lord. I know. Number one, I do think this idea of sovereignty for these kind of, uh, you know, for conquered nations or nations who had been under, let's say, imperialistic type of regimes, that's kind of a concept that we haven't really seen from any other superpower, like advocating for that. Now, with that said, it's not as though the U.S., had anything to really lose by advocating for that because they don't have like I think if the U.S. Oh, sure. had territories or they had conquered areas, then oh, they probably wouldn't be advocating for this. So it's e- I think it's easy for Woodrow right. to be like, yeah, they should they should rule themselves. Let Doesn't, them do what they want. Seems Absolutely. like the right thing to do. Right, sounds good. But, we wanted that. Right. So I, you know, for what it's worth, I think this is the first time we're kind of seeing a superpower of this stature say something like that. Whereas, yeah. you know, because all of the other superpowers, they are the ones that have the conquered nations under them. Right. Right. But we love, we love that. We love that. And I forgot my second point. So that was, right. that was well, only it'll one come point back to you. Me. It'll come back it'll to me. It always does. Yeah. One of Wilson's purposes in delivering the 14-point speech was to present a practical alternative to the traditional notion of international balance of power preserved by alliances among nations, belief in the viability of which had been shattered by World War I, and to the Bolshevik-inspired dreams of world revolution 
that at the time were gaining ground both within and outside of Russia. So he's trying to break apart this idea that like you only get balance if you get countries aligned with certain aligned with one another, yeah, and and then aligned against other groups of countries and nations. He's trying yeah. to break that down. For somebody who, and this isn't a criticism, it's more just an observation. For somebody who, at least through most of World War One, was very isolationist in not wanting mm-hmm. to get involved with yep. any any kind of conflict that had nothing to do with the United States. It's interesting to me now that he has this stance of we all now need to unite under what we believe like balance of power is like we all have to stay in agreement you know it's it just it it's weird to me that like he now wants all of this kind of like uniformity and agreement and peace Mm -hmm. talks with nations and countries that before not that we didn't want like peace or whatever but before it was kind of like, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. But now it's like, in order for us to succeed as a global entity, we all have to be aligned. Right. Well, I think you he very quickly probably realized that, like, I can <laughs> I can say you do you and I'll do me. But if everybody's not abiding by that, it doesn't actually work. Right. Like, you know, like if everybody's right, if everybody's operating under a different, you know, dogma or a different international relation idea you know by country then you you can't actually do that (laughs) you can't you can't just agree to like go our own way if nobody else is agreeing to go their own way (laughs) for sure it's sort of like we should have entered world war one probably five years before we actually entered world war one probably probably obsessed 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 Obsessed. keep going woodrow keep going so like the man himself wilson's 14 points were liberal democratic and idealistic He spoke in grand and inspiring terms, but was less certain of the specifics of how his aims would be achieved. You know, broad strokes. Broad strokes. Like, in general, this is how I think, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is the 14 points. Um, And to be fair, again, to Woodrow, who I'm never fair to, but to be fair, I would say... A lot of these types of speeches fall in this category of oh, more yeah. broad strokes rather than actual uh, right. planning. I think we saw that right. a lot in a lot of our founding fathers' oh, documents. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. this this nation was founded on two good ideas and a bunch of general vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that that sums up the like like the Declaration of Independence is is only general generalities of like we yep. should have these ideas and that makes a nation right so in his january 8th 1918 speech on war aims and peace terms president wilson set down his 14 points as a blueprint for world peace that would be used for peace negotiations after the war the details of the speech were based on reports generated by the inquiry oh which is the name of a group of about 150 political and social scientists organized by Wilson's advisor and longtime friend, Colonel Edward M. House. Their job was to study allied and American policy in virtually every region of the globe and analyze economic, social, and political facts 
likely to come up in discussions during the peace conference. The team began its work in secret and in the end produced and collected nearly 2,000 separate reports and documents, plus at least 1,200 maps. The Inquiry. What a great name. The Inquiry. A great name. Great name. Who are we? We're the Inquiry. We're the Inquiry. I am curious, though, about the demographic of these 150 political and social scientists. Oh, like, honey, are they all, all white guys. Well, well, of course. But are they all American? Are they European and American? Are they, you know, are, are any right. of them from any of these nations that Woodrow is saying, like, give them sovereignty? Like, I would imagine no. I just think, I think it would be a really curious... Um, be really curious to know what that demographic was, because because my gut is telling me it's 150 political and social scientists that are American coming up with this. I mean, probably, uh, or, or maybe not. I mean, like I can also see I can see them coming from the UK, some European countries. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. UK or some European, like friendly friendly European countries. Because I think if you're going to do this, it would be really dumb to only have information coming from one side like you're only getting confirmation bias which is right. not a term i don't think that was around back then but but would you be surprised if no they were all no. american that's what i'm saying i wouldn't be surprised no love it so in his speech wilson directly addressed what he perceived as the causes for the world war the first world war by calling for the abolition of secret treaties a reduction in armaments, an adjustment in colonial claims in the interests of both native peoples and colonists, and freedom of the seas. Wilson also made proposals that would ensure world peace in the future. For example, he proposed the removal of economic barriers between nations, the promise of, quote, self-determination, which was the term I was looking for earlier, for oppressed minorities and a world organization that would provide a system of collective security for all nations. Wilson's 14 points were designed to undermine the central power's will to continue and to inspire the allies to victory. The 14 points were broadcast throughout the world and were showered from rockets and shells behind the enemy lines. Holy fuck. Okay. Okay. That's metal. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my ideas. Fucking take a billet. Take Take a a billet. Take a billet. What's so interesting to me is... Like, again, I do not disagree with any of the the, uh, big goals of the 14 points, all for it. But I love that it's in context of, like, um, this, if we do this, it'll undermine the central powers, which, true. Right. As though the allied powers are not also guilty of, you know, there being economic disparity and and keeping, you know, self-determination and oppressing the minorities. Like... It undermines both. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because both are operating and benefiting off of the same system, including the United States to some to some degree. I don't think as extreme as Europe, because again, we don't have the kind of colonial element at this time that that Europe European countries do. But I think would I, I don't know if there's like an awareness that um, this would not benefit the European allied countries as well right but i love it go off woodrow go off 
We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. All right, let's get into the 14 points. Oh boy, I just can't wait. I can't wait to see how much we could trim. So here we go. Point number one, and this is this is from, this is the text. I am reading, we are going to read the text as it was written and spoken by Woodrow Wilson. Can you believe it? Never thought this day would come. So number one, open covenants of peace openly arrived at, after which there shall be no private international understandings of any kind, but diplomacy shall proceed always frankly and in the public view. This is going to be a long 14 points if they're all written like this. Oh, they get longer, but also this is so ideal. Like, no secret 
like no no secret negotiations, no secret deals, everything Be open. out in the open. Open. I get why you want that, but also yeah. that's not you will always have to make a secret deal even in order to achieve something good. Yeah. Don't yeah. But okay, great. That's point number 1. Y'all Point number 1. All out in the open. Point number 2. Absolute freedom of navigation upon the seas. Outside territorial waters, alike in peace and in war, except as the seas may be closed in whole or in part by international action for the enforcement of international covenants. I never like, I never like it when there's a a big, a big point, but there's an exception already within the point. I'm like, if we're already (laughs) making exceptions for the point, the point is null and null. Like, re- rework the point. <laughs> well, I think he's just saying, like, aside from the waters that abut your lands, the rest is fair game. The rest is fair game. Except in the time of... International covenants? International <laughs> covenants? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, great. Open seas, open diplomacy. We want to be open. Yeah. That's first two points. Point number three. The removal, so far as possible, of all economic barriers and the establishment of an equality of trade conditions among all the nations consenting to the peace and associating themselves for its maintenance. For sure, for sure. Again, this is like, for sure. Uh, How? (laughs) Right, right, right. Point number four. Adequate guarantees given and taken that national armaments will be reduced to the lowest point consistent with domestic safety. I assume armaments is like weapons? Weapons, weapons. Mm. But this to me, like this whole thing to me so far reads like um, like the the Paris climate deal or whatever that what you know, like or, or like all of the climate deals, unless you're going to put in like by 20... 40. We want to yeah. have a five, a 0.5% reduction in this kind of greenhouse gases from these five countries. Yeah. Like, and you give them money and gold, like money and benchmarks and all of that in order to be able to do it. Just saying, remove all of the armaments. Yeah. But, uh, is dumb. Get, put your weapons <laughs> down. Put, put your, your weapons, weapons down. down. This is very dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. A free, here's that word again, open-minded and absolutely impartial adjustment of all colonial claims based upon a strict observance of the principle that in determining all such questions of sovereignty, the interests of the populations concerned must have equal weight with the equitable claims of the government whose title is to be determined. Yeah. But again, this this is the point to me that I'm like, yeah, Europe's not going to like this across no. the board. Across no, no, no. the board. No, no. I mean, we're talking about this is the time when the, the sun never sets in Britain because they have so much <laughs> territory. Because they have so many countries over. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's this time. Yeah. Number six, the evacuation of all Russian territory and such a settlement of all questions affecting Russia 
as will secure the best and freest cooperation of the other nations of the world in obtaining for her an unhampered and unembarrassed opportunity for the independent determination of her own political development and national policy, and assure her of a sincere welcome into the society of free nations under institutions of her own choosing, and, more than a welcome, assistance also of every kind that she may need and may herself desire. That was one sentence. That was one One sentence. One sentence. Which included the use of the word (laughs) welcome twice. Twice. Welcome twice. Used in a singular sentence about Russia. Yeah. So basically he's like, we're gonna we're gonna take Russia under our wing Mm -hmm. and 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 get her stabilized. Mm-hmm. Because because of what the Bolsheviks are going crazy at this point, I assume they're trying to yeah yes. So Bolsheviks are going crazy. They're like, okay, we can't have that. <laughs> That's crazy. So let's get rid of all that. No, not none of that. And we all come together and we put our arms around Russia and we say, hey, we've we've got you while we stabilize you, get you nice and set up. Uh-huh. We'll get you. We'll get you food. Detox you. Water. We'll detox you. Water, you. Enough of it's enough be great. of the revolutions. Be great. You can't You're go around. Be able to- no. Killing the leaders. No more of that. No, no, and no. once you feel good, then you'll be okay. And then we'll welcome you with open arms. Yes. And then we'll welcome you again. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, with welcome. more than a welcome. More welcome. than a welcome. welcome. More than a welcome. And what's funny is I, there's still another sentence to this point. So here's the rest of it. Mm-hmm. The treatment accorded Russia by her sister nations in the months to come will be the acid test of their goodwill, of their comprehension of her needs as distinguished from their own interests, and of their intelligent and unselfish, there's that word again, sympathy. Yeah, they're basically like, he's like, if you guys can, restrain yourselves enough to not jump on Russia and steal all of her shit. That'll that'll give Russia um, faith in you, in you, right. the countries, to be welcomed, to feel that they are welcome, to, feel to not continue welcome. this Bolshevik revolution nonsense. So be nice. So be, be nice. Kind. Be kind. Be courteous. Be courteous. Be patient, and be Russia mm-hmm. will come back mm-hmm. Very healthier, interesting. stronger, and better than ever. Yeah, with everything going on, and not that what's going on in Russia at this time isn't a big deal. But it is interesting that that Russia herself has an entire point, an entire point dedicated to it. And not like, or maybe it does. Do we have a whole point on Germany? I don't think we do. That's hilarious. That is hilarious that the sort of like main perpetrator of World War One doesn't have its own point. Yeah. Therein lies the rub. Okay, continuing on. Point number seven, halfway through. Do you feel, are you seeing the groundwork for this sort of masterpiece of world peace? I do. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Belgium, the whole world would agree. (laughs) This This is what he said. Belgium, the whole world would agree must be evacuated and restored without any attempt to limit the sovereignty which she enjoys in common with all other free nations. 
No other single act will serve as this will serve to restore confidence among the nations in the laws which they have themselves set and determined for the government of their relations with one another. Without this healing act, the whole structure and validity of international law is forever impaired. He loves this concept of evacuating and restoring, which mm-hmm. I can only mean, I can only glean to mean as he wants to get rid of who's in power right now and restore diplomacy prior power yeah i don't know i think he's like we got to get to me it seems like because it's it's feels like similar with russia and i'm sure with the the rest of the countries that he's about to list in in a single point yeah it's like get rid of who was in charge which i'm like totally fair because the people who were in charge surely led them into the central powers and the conflict of world war one right so it's like get rid of them and then the the country can decide who to put in next, which is a interesting. It's an interesting choice. It's an interesting choice. Hitler was elected. Sure was. But again, Germany's not a part of this list. No, no, no. Germany is not in here. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just. Uh, I know. I just. I'm not it's special. It's like he's going to go through and say, like, all of these countries who are our friends, Mm -hmm. take out the bad leaders, get back the good leaders, Mm -hmm. except Germany. (laughs) Fuck Germany. I just. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he just, it's like, does Germany, Germany deserves what it gets is basically, like, kind of what he's saying, which is the worst. I mean, he's not saying that. He's not including Germany in his let's be kind and nice to these countries and the people there and let's be let's have better right. relations and more philanthropic relations and and holistic healing and all of yes, that yes 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 which which i'm like for sure like you know if the approach is like let's we have to take a totally different approach for germany because what they did is like out of control i'm like for sure but yeah yeah got yeah god i bring it up in the 14 points even right. just to say see my other speech about germany <laughs> Like, the fifteen, the fifteen point is just the fifteen point is like, don't you worry. There's a whole other speech coming about what we're gonna do with Germany. Right. So let's talk about point eight. Great. Which is about the French territories. Super. Super. I can't. I can't even imagine what he's gonna say. <laughs> I, take a guess. All French territories should be freed. Perfect. Sure. And the sure and the invaded portions restored. Great. And the wrong done to France by Prussia. Oh, there we go. Prussia in 1871. Oh. We're going back. In the matter of Alsace-Lorraine, which has unsettled the peace of the world for nearly 50 years, should be righted in order that peace may once more be made secure in the interest of all. Here's the thing. I am not. He's using this speech. I, I know. We are going back in time. And I'm just, I kind of want to be like, Woodrow, we got to focus. Mm-hmm. If you want to address this conflict from 1871, uh, for sure. Sure. But for how, sure. how, how should be righted? How are we going to write it? How should we write it? How should we write what it? That, that thing. What do you, what, what are you recommending? You know, because otherwise it's kind of like, cool. I think if they, 
knew how to write it, it would have been righted. Right. Number nine, a readjustment of the frontiers of Italy should be affected along clearly recognizable lines of nationality. Okay. You know what's I'm you know what's interesting? As we kind of like tick off these countries, right? There's nothing there's he's written nothing about what the United States should do. I know. No, he's just he's just the leader of the United States telling everybody else what to do. That's yeah, it. and granted, like it's focused on the central powers who, correct, are supposed right. to atone for World War One, which I agree. But right. I'm also like it does feel again, as somebody who was very isolationist. For him to now be directing other countries as to what they should do and how we should approach international peace. It's like, you gotta pick a lane, Woodrow. Pick a lane. Right. Who's a lane? I don't know her. <laughs> Number <That's> 10. just. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> I have no words. Ah, it's still early and my coffee is empty. Ah, ah, don't worry. We we have four more points about four more points. countries. <laughs> we're going. We're going. We still got to talk about Hungary. Okay, here we go. Number 10. The peoples of Austria-Hungary, whose place among the nations we wish to see safeguarded and assured, should be accorded the freest opportunity to autonomous development. Mm-hmm. Another term for self-determination. Yes. He had, what's that book that's like, hmm. what's the book? He thesaurus. Had a, a thesaurus. Yes. He had a thesaurus. Thank yes. you. Yes. I'm starting to feel as though points, let's see, um, uh, six through, I'm going to say 13 could have been one point, which is anybody, anybody who lost World War I, they should be, we should get rid of their leaders. We should let the people decide what they want to do with themselves and move on. Instead, we went country by country. Country by country by country. Super. Yep. Keep going. Okay, number 11. Romania, Serbia, and Montenegro should be evacuated. Mm-hmm. There's that term again. Mm-hmm. Occupied territories restored. Serbia accorded free and secure access to the sea. And the relations of several Balkan states to one another determined by friendly counsel along historically established lines of allegiance and nationality and international guarantees of the political and economic independence and territorial integrity of the several Balkan states should be entered into. All one line. All one sentence. It's like, just for sure. Woodrow. Yeah. Great. For sure. For sure. And what happens if they don't? Right. Like, what's the negative? I am willing to bet that not a single person in the 150 uh, political scientists that um, came up with all this research that helped determine these 14 points were from any of these countries. No. That's my theory. I could be wrong. I'm always willing to Mm -hmm. be wrong. In fact, I'm often wrong. But it just doesn't feel like... Because this is just... Well, because why would they do that? They're like, we won. We're going to... Like we're gonna we're gonna determine how the rest of the world responds now that we've we've won. We're gonna right. tell everybody, we're gonna determine the right. rest of this, the end of this conflict right. and the outcomes of what should happen next. Yeah. Number twelve. Oh, okay. The Turkish portion of the present Ottoman Empire 
should be assured a secure sovereignty, but the other nationalities, which are now under Turkish rule, should be assured an undoubted security. Undoubted is not a, is that a word? This is 1918. All that's Undoubted. Rough. Great. Undoubted. In this, in this document, it's a word. It's a word. But the other nationalities, which are now under Turkish rule, should be assured an undoubted security of life and an absolutely unmolested opportunity of autonomous development. And the Dardanelles should be permanently opened as a free passage to the ships and commerce of all nations under international guarantees. It's just, this is, I think it's, it's, he's trying to do too much with a single speech. It's a lot. We threw in the word unmolested there. Undoubted. Yeah. Undoubted. Undoubted. Lots of uns. Lots of uns. Let's make it, you know what? Let's turn it around. Let's make it positive speech. Positive, pro, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. action-oriented speech. Yeah. Number 13. Okay. Okay, here we go. This one's for my people. Great. An independent Polish state should be erected which should include the territories inhabited by indisputably Polish populations, which should be assured a free and secure access to the sea and whose political and economic independence and territorial integrity should be guaranteed by international covenant. Give us Poland. Give us Poland. Hello. Include the territories inhabited by indisputably Polish populations. Who are they? Not the disputable Polish population. No, no, no. We don't want them. The we want indisputable. the indisputable Polish populations. Yes. Okay, great. The last point, point number 14. A general association of nations must be formed under specific covenants for the purpose of affording mutual guarantees of political independence and territorial integrity to great and small states alike. Like, we need a body. We need an overseeing body. Which, like, eventually does happen. And, like, to 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 his credit, like, we do we do end up forming an international community of like minded countries, right? Which we love to see, right? That could like that could that should have been the whole speech. It's like we need to come together and all agree right. on international terms. Not let me lay out point by point what each state should do with themselves, right? And, and it's the only way to achieve international peace. I'm like, this is like, we just, not to say that we waste it, because it's important to know what each point was. But I'm like, this could have been an email. This could have been an email. <laughs> yes, we didn't, we did not need to have a meeting about this. We did not need a joint session of Congress to walk through what, like, put it on parchment and send it around. My God. And then they and then they dropped it from from planes behind yeah. enemy lines. They're like, like, just so uh, you know, okay, boom, boom. Cool. Could you imagine just getting like point number two, or like point number thirteen? And I'm like, oh my like God, God, are we doing every country in the world? That's <laughs> <laughs> how I felt. I'm like, good oh, lord, we're really God. going around the world in fourteen points. We are. We are. So that was the fourteen points. Let's talk about the outcomes of this riveting speech this this very specific and actionable speech (laughs) wilson hoped to keep a conflict-ridden russia in the war on the allied side this effort was met with failure 
as the Bolsheviks sought peace with the Central Powers at the end of 1917, shortly after taking power following the Russian Revolution. So throughout World War I, we're trying to keep Russia from going to the dark side. We're trying to keep them. And the Bolsheviks are like, actually, I'm feeling the vibe of the Central Powers. Yes. In other ways, however, Wilson's 14 points played an essential role in world politics over the next several years. The speech was translated and distributed to the soldiers and citizens of Germany and Austria-Hungary and contributed to their decision to agree to an armistice in November of 1918. Okay. So there's a positive. There is a positive. There is a positive. I mean, honestly, if I'm Germany and the Central Powers, I'm kind of like, well, if this is all we have to do, sure. Right. Like, (laughs) it's not like... Again, Germany's not mentioned at all <laughs> in any of this. So I'm right. like, okay, well, you know, if you're not going to, like, sanction us, then all right, we'll stop. We'll stop. <laughs> at the Paris Peace Conference, Wilson had to contend with the leaders of the other victorious allied nations who, <laughs> surprise, surprise, disagreed with many of the 14 points and demanded stiff penalties for Germany and the Treaty of Versailles. <laughs> Yes, this makes sense. Yeah, they're like, sovereignty? No, what are you talking about? Wilson, shut up. Shut, shut up. up. You don't know what Your you're talking about. Your country wasn't nearly destroyed and taken over. I mean, I can, Im- I can imagine like, you know, Winston Churchill being like, you didn't even mention Germany? And we have a whole section on Poland? <laughs> what? What? My guy. Importantly, Wilson urged the establishment of an international governing body of United Nations for the purpose of guaranteeing political independence and territorial integrity to great and small countries alike. His idea gave birth to the short-lived League of Nations. The more viable United Nations would come into existence only after the conclusion of another devastating global conflict, World War Two. So yes, okay. Big positive thing is that uh, this this was the seed for the League of Nations, which was the seed for the United Nations, which is now uh, you know still stands today. I think that's great. Right. I think that we could have still accomplished that while having a much more robust response to what happened at World War One, and like if this if this is like. Woodrow being like, here's how we're going to get peace, which is by punishing no one, just getting rid of the leaders, restoring everybody to how it was. Everybody has access to the sea. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. Like, that's what I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all idealistic and it's all like, it's 10 points of like, not helpful country yeah. by country. Yeah, get rid of this and restore this. It's so easy. I don't understand. Why don't you just do it? Just do it. Just do it. I say it. The fact that the other allied countries were like, um, what? Leads me to believe that none of them had any hand in any of these points. Like, like Wilson should have sent this around and been like, guys, this is what I'm thinking for peace. Here's my, here's my first draft. Here's my first, this, this is, it's a first draft. This is a first draft. This is like where you get all the bad ideas out and you're like, Here we go. And then you start editing and refining and coming up with like, okay, what is the narrative? How do I get from point Mm -hmm. A to point B? Yeah. How do I, like, what's the action here? 
Yeah. Oh, Woodrow. I know. He really Oh man. He had good intentions. The good intentions? I am not I'm not I'm not shaming his intentions, but like mm-hmm. again, it's the naivete. I'm like Yeah. We 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 are closing the chapter on a on the most horrific war ever seen on, on so earth far. ever. Mm-hmm. World War 1. And your response to that is to be like, everybody, like, let's get rid of the bad people who are in Mm -hmm. place and let's put in the good people and let's go on our merry way. I'm like, that doesn't, it's just like, to me, this is bad diplomacy because it, it completely ignores or negates the fact that like terrible things were done. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And and it also like blissfully ignores what the actual setup of the world is. And again, like I am all about getting rid of colonialism, but there's like no acknowledgement that like colonialism exists in the Allied powers. <laughs> Which is to me, I'm like, you you can't sure. you can't have it both ways. You can't have like these certain countries get rid of their sovereign nations right. and not these. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's got to be everybody. You got you got to address it. Well, I yeah, know. I mean that's that's I mean, there have been many arguments about like why how, why is why does the United States get to say anything or you know get to tell people what to do or have any say in mm-hmm. a conflict when they clearly have issues that are unresolved. For you sure. You know, like why do you get to say anything about how we treat our people when you had slavery? For sure. You know. For sure. You know. Which again, which is why it's so ironic that this isolationist guy is now like all up in it. Right. You know? Yeah. He's just, he's a man of multitudes in a way that just exhausts me. It exhausts, I'm exhausted by Woodrow Wilson. That's what I have to say. But that is the end of our episode on the 14 points. I think I did, I think I did pretty well with not bashing him. Just you did great. For fun. You did great. I, I think you gave him opportunity to succeed. I did. You let you 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 acknowledged what he was trying to do mm-hmm. and determined his major flaw, which is that which is his gross oversight yeah. of the faults of the allied powers. Yeah. The lack of actionable items. Yeah. And the kind of ridiculous idea that this that the United States would be the determining power of the outcomes of all these countries when we have no say or right or foothold really in any of them. Right. Correct. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. So as always, Woodrow, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But that's the end of our episode. And in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And if you'd like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. Goodbye.